If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk to Before they moved, I used to live next door to a sweet, elderly couple. They were classic high school sweethearts, skipped college, and married immediately after graduating. The wife would come over asking for things like sugar and coffee beans. And sometimes we'd even sit down for a cup of tea and just chat. We weren't best friends, but we were very friendly neighbors. One day, they moved to another town in our state about an hour away. But even as months passed, there was trust there, one that led her to ask me to house sit for her while they were on vacation. She and her husband needed a change of scenery, said being in the house all the time exhausted them. And since they were childless, the only other person they trusted was me. It'd only be for a week and they also offered money, which at the time I desperately needed. So I said I'd do it. Right before they left, she gave me a handwritten list of rules and chores to do around the house. Things like watering plants and places that get dustier than others. It wasn't a lot to manage, especially for just a week. When I first stepped inside the house, I was immediately hit with a hair-raising chill. The inside was ice cold. I crossed my arms as I searched for the thermostat. Jesus Christ. I muttered to myself as I raised it from 40 degrees. Looking around the house, it's exactly what you'd expect from an elderly residence. Black and white photos, knickknacks with fading paint, country kitchen decor, and lots of those home is where the heart is type signs. The most modern thing in there was a flat screen TV. After checking out the first floor, I made my way up the creaky stairs. As I ascended them, I suddenly slowed as my brow furrowed. At the top of the steps were rows of doors, but that wasn't the weird part. There was something off about the first door. The door itself wasn't weird, but it looked out of place. The gap between its door frame and the one next to it was oddly close. It looked so cramped in the corner of the hall. The house had probably been standing for hundreds of years so I brushed it off as poor architecture. Wondering what was inside, I attempted to open it, but was met with a knob that wouldn't budge. I knew she wanted me to keep the whole house clean, so I was shocked to find a locked room. Quickly skimming through the list again, I didn't see anything about where to find a key or if I was just supposed to leave the room alone. Once again, I shrugged it off and kept going. They never mentioned where I was supposed to sleep either, so I just pushed open doors until I found a bedroom. 
After finding a bathroom and a sewing room, I found their bedroom. I felt weird about sleeping in their bed, so I continued down the hall to the last door. Inside was a nearly empty guest bedroom, the only things in there being a bed, a dresser, and a window. The walls were painted a blinding yellow, and the bright sunlight beaming in didn't make it any more bearable. As I collapsed onto the bed, I let out a deep sigh. It would only be a week, I told myself. I spent the rest of the day lounging on the couch while watching TV, watering the plants, and waiting for dust to build up so I could brush it away. As the sun set and the moon rose, I dragged myself to bed for the night. Although I hadn't really done anything all day, I was knocked out cold once my head hit the pillow. The next morning, I woke up with an exhaustion that left my head feeling like a bowling ball. As I poured a coffee, I felt like I could collapse where I stood, but I had another long day of dusting shelves and watering plants. For the rest of the day, my feet dragged across the floorboards. Walking back and forth down the upstairs hallway, I always glanced at the peculiar door at the corner of my eye. Something about it just made me feel queasy. My neighbor said I could call her if I needed anything, but this felt stupid to bother her about. It wasn't my house, it wasn't my locked door, and it wasn't my business. But my curiosity never failed to peek as I passed by it. When I finished my tasks for the day, I figured a little exploring couldn't hurt. First, I checked the most obvious spot, but there was no key above the doorframe. Pulling open drawers, I pilfered through a bunch of hoarded junk, but was met with no keys. After the failed attempts, I chewed on the inside of my cheek as I brainstormed. Suddenly, a light bulb lit above my head. I jogged upstairs as I pulled a bobby pin out of my hair. Lockpicking wasn't a skill I had previously picked up, but there's a first for everything. I jammed it into the lock and jiggled it around as I grumbled curses to myself. Fuck. I sighed as I yanked the pin back out. I don't know why, but I just needed to know what was behind it. I guess it was because the day-to-day -day in that house was painfully boring. I needed something interesting. I dropped to my knees and attempted to look under the door, but all I saw was faint sunlight. Until another light bulb. Sunlight means a window. I stepped outside and made my way towards the backyard. Observing the house with squinted eyes, I searched for where the window would be. But as I scoped out the entire house, my brows furrowed. I couldn't find it. I stood puzzled as I scanned every inch with my gaze. It was impossible. The back wall of the room should have been right there. The only logical explanation was that the light I saw was a lamp or a ceiling light. But why leave a light on in a locked room? She was old, but I never thought of her as senile. But I shrugged it off and went back inside. I didn't need to psych myself out over a locked door. As the clock struck 12, I collapsed under the bed again. I felt like I hadn't slept in years, and stressing about that stupid room drained even more of my energy. Within seconds, I was out like a light. As I snored under a heavy slumber and a deep dream, I almost thought I heard faint music in the distance. It was a slow and rich violin, one that made me want to dance down the halls. 
and as my eyes creaked open, my dream melted away. But the music didn't. I rubbed my eyes as I slowly sat up, static, clinging to my long hair. I looked out the window in a daze, the moonlight beaming through the tree branches. I glanced over at my door with heavy eyelids as the music continued to play. Slowly making my way towards the door, I cracked it open. As I poked my head out, the music got louder. I thought it was coming from outside, but it sounded like it was coming from inside the house. I crossed my arms as nausea brewed in my stomach, making my way down the hall. With each step, the music grew louder. As I got closer to the source of it, I then heard faint voices. When I reached the end of the hall, I realized it was coming from behind the locked door. I looked it up and down in confusion, my eyes shifting around as I listened to the unintelligible conversations. Then, I hesitantly leaned in and pressed my ear against the door, hearing a collection of overlaying conversations and clinking glasses. It almost sounded like a party. I then dropped to my knees and attempted to peek under the door. I briefly saw the soles of loafers and heels, their shadows shifting as they walked around. I slowly got back on my feet and hesitantly raised my fist. Huh, hello? I spoke softly as I knocked. Suddenly, the conversations quickly faded to silence as the violin halted to a screeching stop. I retracted my fist against my chest as I stared at the door with wide eyes. I stood for a moment in deafening silence my body frozen with fear. Then, the sound of stampeding footsteps came towards the door. I flinched backwards as they began pressing against the door, caving it outwards as its hinges creaked. My throat nodded as I let out shaking breaths, fearful of it snapping off its hinges. Muffled, unintelligible whispers could be heard from behind the door as the shadows of feet projected across the floorboards. After what felt like hours, the door straightened out as they stepped back. The music and chit-chat resumed. I blinked rapidly in disbelief as I continued to stare at the door. Then, I stiffly turned around and slowly made my way back towards the guest room. Shutting the door behind me to minimize the noise, I crawled back into bed with a big question mark still above my head. I couldn't process what had happened. I couldn't even believe it. I thought about calling the police, but what would I tell them? That there's a party behind a locked door in an elderly lady's house? At that point, I couldn't even tell if I was dreaming or not. Instead, I tried to sleep. But with a pounding heart and the distracting music, I laid with open, heavy eyelids for the rest of the night. I don't even recall if I fell asleep or not. All I remember is that the sun was suddenly up and the music had stopped. I felt like absolute death when I lifted my body off the bed. The exhaustion was killer and a cup of coffee couldn't even fix it. I went through the motions of the day again, mediocrely dusting the shelves and probably overwatering the plants. Each time I walked past the door, I picked up my pace. I didn't even want to be near it. Throughout the day, I found myself having to take breaks from just walking up the stairs. I was out of breath so easily, and my muscles ached as if I had run a marathon. I skipped dinner 
and crashed early that night. I couldn't function by the time the sun set. As I felt myself finally drift off, I winced as I was yanked out of it by the sound of a man's booming voice. I shot up, instinctively looking out the window, till I realized it was coming from inside the house again. Suddenly, a woman's shouts began as well. It sounded like a bickering couple, but something about the way they were speaking wasn't right. It was English, but not coherent. A jumble of words that felt like a foreigner hearing the language for the first time. I flinched again as the sound of shattering glass hit the walls. I pulled my knees to my chest as my body trembled, unable to block out raging screams the couple exchanged. A tear streamed down my cheek as I felt defeated. All I wanted was to fucking sleep. My trembling grew as impacting furniture shook the walls. They seemed to be exchanging shredding goodbyes and a door slammed. I went to let out a deep sigh of relief until my heart stopped. That meant someone was in the hallway. I flew from the bed, almost slipping on the sheets and ran for the door. Footsteps echoed down the hall as I reached for the knob. With sweaty, trembling fingers, I twisted the lock. Then I flinched backwards, a yelp escaping from me as he began pounding on my door. I slowly continued to back away as the door shook on its hinges with each bang. He then began spewing jumbled screams at me. My back hit the wall and I slid down it, tears streaming down my terrified expression as he continued his barrage. As I curled up against the wall, I closed my teary eyes and prayed. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in any higher power, but I prayed. I prayed that this malevolent being would vanish but my prayers went unanswered as he then began kicking the door as well. I prepared myself for the moment that the door would fly open. I prepared for that moment until the sun rose. As sunlight poured through my window, everything came to a sudden stop. I lifted my head, my cheeks stained with dried tears. My eyes darted around, alarmed by the sudden silence. I stumbled to my feet, unable to stop my body from shaking. Instinctively, I wanted to check if he was actually gone, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I no longer felt safe outside of this room. I sidestepped towards the bed, keeping my eyes locked on the door. I crawled into it, hiding under the covers like a child in fear of the boogeyman. I didn't grow enough of a pair to leave until the afternoon, when my stomach began growling and my bladder overfilled. I knew I had to leave eventually. Fuck it. I whispered to myself as I hopped out of bed and went for the door. Like ripping off a band-aid, I threw the door open, my heart skipping a beat as it opened. I attempted to slow my shaking breaths as I looked into the empty hall. Hesitantly peeking outside, I scanned the rest of it. It was completely empty, as if nothing had happened. There weren't even any dents on the door, absolutely nothing. I couldn't tell if I was going insane. I knew that prolonged exhaustion caused a hallucination, but this felt too real. Yet I couldn't get it off my mind that maybe my tired brain was making all of this up. Deep down, I wanted to bolt out the door and never come back. But if you've ever been in a knee-deep in shit financial situation, you know a ghost couldn't stand between you and a wad of cash. It's five more days. You can do five more days. Truthfully, I couldn't handle five more days, but my overdue car payment said otherwise. 
Instead of bailing, I tried to figure out what was happening. As I dragged myself through the daily chores, I pondered about its rhyme or reason. Two nights in a row, these bizarre occurrences came from that room. It starts at nighttime and ends when the sun rises. It doesn't seem to be hostile, yet. And yes, I know it literally tried to bust my door down, but it tried to for hours. I felt like if it wanted to, it would've. Was it trying to antagonize me? Scare me out of the house? I struggled to hold these thoughts as I found myself falling asleep at the table. I realized I hadn't gotten more than a minute of sleep since I got there, and each sip of caffeine felt like it was going down my throat and into a black hole. I contemplated sleeping on the couch, but that left me with no door to lock. With each idea being crumbled and tossed into a mental trash can, I felt like I was being backed into a corner, and all I wanted to do was sleep. My body couldn't handle the exhaustion anymore. It was crumbling me. I decided to spend some time out of the house to get some vitamin D. As I stepped outside, I squinted my throbbing eyes as the blinding sun rays hit. It felt like I hadn't left in years. I went on a quick jog to try and get my blood flowing, maybe regain some energy, and that worked a bit, but my body soon begged to drop to the floor. My day out was cut short as I needed to go home before I collapsed on the pavement. Re-entering the house felt so heavy, like the atmosphere was palpable, but I still felt like I hadn't been taking care of myself the past few days. All my attention had been on the house and that room. So I trotted up to the bathroom, my gaze glancing towards the haunted door as I passed it. As I stepped in front of the mirror, I gasped at the sight of myself. It felt like a corpse was looking back at me as I stared with a gaping expression. I slowly reached up and pulled down my cratered eyelid, observing the enlarged blood vessels that branched throughout my sclera. Then I ran my fingers across my sunken cheeks. I knew I hadn't been eating as much as I should, but I had only been here for three days, yet I looked like I was decaying. It took everything in me to hold myself back from spiraling into a panic attack, so I threw open the bathroom mirror and reached for my toothbrush. Keeping my view away from the mirror, I looked down at the sink as I squeezed minty paste onto the brush. As I began brushing, I felt something slip past my lip and clank against the sink. With the brush in my mouth, I slowly looked down. My eyes widened, my body frozen, as I saw a tooth jammed in the drain. My body began to tremble as my eyes were locked on it, the pouring water brushing past it. I slowly removed the brush from my mouth as I looked up. Hesitantly lowering my jaw, my expression crumbled in despair as I pulled my lip and revealed a gap in the bottom row of my teeth. The brush slipped from my weakening grip as I stumbled backwards against the wall. I squeezed my eyes shut as I began to hyperventilate, praying I'd wake up from this demented dream. But it was far from a dream. It was a waking nightmare. What the fuck is happening to me? All I wanted was to get in my car and get as fucking far as possible, but I wouldn't be able to stay awake for an hour car ride and my body was ready to slip into a coma. If I was going to be stuck here for four more days, I needed to know if my neighbor knew anything about this. As I stumbled out of the bathroom and into the guest room, 
I wondered if this was the reason why they left, if this thing tormented them too. But why dump it on me? Why put me through this? I grabbed my phone off the nightstand and sat on the bed, attempting to unlock my phone with shaking hands. I looked for the phone app through sagging lids, feeling the exhaustion weighing on me. Before I could make it to my contacts list, I could feel my body forcing myself into slumber. I had pushed myself to my breaking point as I collapsed onto the bed, my phone dropping to the floor. When I finally woke up, I remember my eyes creaking open to reveal blurry vision. A nausea so vicious plagued my stomach and my throat singed from acid reflux. For a split second, I almost forgot where I was. I didn't know how long I slept, but I saw the beaming sun through the window. As I lifted my body, it felt like I was moving in slow motion. My head was so clouded, the daze almost put me to sleep again. As I attempted to stand up, my knees buckled and I collapsed to the ground. I groaned as I lifted myself with shaking arms. It felt like all my strength had been drained. Next to my hand was my phone, which I realized was dead after I tapped its screen. At this point, no amount of money was worth it. I needed to call her and tell her I had to go early. I'd make up any excuse to get the fuck out of there. On my second attempt to stand, I finally got myself up as I stood like a freshly born doe. I plugged my phone in and counted down the seconds till it finally turned on. I crossed my arms as my body shivered, my desert dry tongue sticking to the roof of my mouth. As my phone powered on, I snatched it and prepared to call her. But as I saw my home screen, I saw three missed calls from her. I stared in disbelief at the notifications. I had fallen asleep on June 3rd. The date read June 8th. I slept for five whole days. My stomach sank as I read it, batting my eyelashes in disbelief. Yet a part of me was relieved because that meant this was the day they'd come back. I swiped on the missed call and began ringing her back. I sniffled as I lifted the phone to my ear, waiting as it rang. Hi, I'm sorry. I slept in on accident. That's all right, dear. We just got off the plane and are on the way home. I can't thank you enough for doing this. You don't need to wait for us. Is it okay if I leave you a check in your mailbox? Yeah, that's, that's fine. You sound exhausted, hon. Was the couch that uncomfortable? You were welcome to take our room. Oh, no, I took the guest room, if that's all right. Guest room? Yeah, the one with the blinding yellow walls. We don't have a guest room, dear. Everything deafened to white noise as my entire body ran numb. I slowly scanned the room as my heart raced. And I hate the color yellow. She chuckled. Me too. I couldn't tell if I was trembling or if I was too frozen to move at all. Are you feeling all right, dear? Need your morning caffeine? Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. I'll let you go. We'll be home in about an hour. Without saying goodbye, I hung up the phone. The gears in my brain halted as I tried to process what she had just told me. The room I had spent a weekend didn't exist. Suddenly, what had become a safe space felt like a death trap. The walls of safety crashing down right before my eyes. I bolted for the door, threw it open, and dashed down the hall. 
As I skidded around the corner and my toes hit the first step, I halted to a stop as the sound of creaking echoed from behind me. I froze as my heart pounded in my ears. Rusted hinges creaked as I stood with my back turned. I still had the chance to run out the door. It was right down the stairs, but my feet were planted where they stood and I knew which door had opened. As the creaking came to a stop, I drew a deep breath, swallowed roughly and slowly turned around. The locked door had finally opened and what it had hidden behind it sent one last numbing chill down my spine. It was the yellow room I had been sleeping in. I whipped back around and flew down the stairs, almost tripping on my way down. I don't even remember if I shut the door as I flew out of it barefooted. My car keys shook in my hands as I rapidly pressed the unlock button. After getting in, I slammed the door behind me and rammed the key into the ignition. I yanked the gear into reverse and sped backwards, nearly reverse T-boning an oncoming car. As I straightened the car out, I shifted it into drive and began flying down the street, leaving skid marks behind me. The adrenaline coursing through my veins kept me awake as I survived the drive home. As I pulled into my driveway, I dropped my head against the wheel. I was unbelievably exhausted, but I was finally safe. When I entered my house, the first things I did were toss my keys onto the counter, devour a meal, chug a glass of water, and finally collapse onto my bed. When I woke up from a finally peaceful sleep, I collected my payment from the mailbox and mentioned none of the occurrences to them. I was still trying to process the last thing I saw in that house. I couldn't tell if I had actually been sleeping in that room the whole time or if the guest room was some kind of extension of it. I couldn't tell if it was revealing itself to taunt me or warn me. Whatever it was, it knew my curiosity was stronger than my fear. It knew. I needed to know, but I knew that whatever it was, it was feeding off of me each night. And if I got out a second later, it would have taken the skin off my bones.